ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. Once again, I am joined by Rebecca Grant. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's always a joy to be with you. Yes, and you are no stranger on the podcast. And in this month of January, we have been just talking about really kind of setting things in order, looking well to the ways of your household from, I mean, cleaning to devotional time all over the board. Um, but as I was asking some different women, like, okay, new year, resolutions, goals, um, what are some things that you would like to tackle? I think health always is at the top of the mm-hmm. list. We always have these goals. And I know for myself in the past, I've just jumped in like, it's a new year. I'm going to work out for an hour a day. I'm going to eat nothing but salad and I'm going to be healthy. And that mm-hmm. might get like half a week and then it takes. <laughs> And, you know, then we're back to eating all the sugar cookies that are left over from Christmas. Uh-huh. So, um, but um, even just really in the past year, I mean, you've been on the podcast before, so people probably assume where we're headed with this episode. I mean, we've right. talked about a natural lifestyle. We've talked about postpartum health, several different things. Um, but I am excited to have you on here to address really what does healthy even look like? Because culture is painted a very different picture than... I really think how God designed our bodies. Absolutely. And honestly, I want to start right there because um, we have so much health or even nutrition advice thrown at us from so many different angles. And really, a lot of it is based on outward appearance with really very little regard to our bodily system and what our body needs to function for. And I think that's an integral part of caring for your body, not just looking at the outside. Um, so taking just a second to recognize that diet culture, and I'm going to call it that, um, has shaped so much of our mindset about food, about what healthy looks like or might feel like. And a lot of it could just be what you saw when you were growing up, things you heard, but it's really not true to the natural design, especially that God gave us as women, um, these you know, models or whatever we see that are airbrushed, of course. You mean we're not supposed to look like Barbies. Yeah. And (laughs) honestly, it is, it's just not even attainable. It's it's pretty unrealistic at my, what looks like my healthiest, you know, doing CrossFit multiple times a week and restricting calories and eating salads all the time. Like Mm -hmm. you said, Um, what's so funny to me is that I may have been at my goal weight or whatever I thought, but that's never enough. It's unrealistic and it's never enough. So like from the very start, if all you get from this is that your value does not lie in what your body looks like, Mm -hmm. simply in who you are in Christ, I just want to, I want to start there. But also to kind of push back on what our world says health is, um, recognizing what stage of life you're in is hugely important as well. And just Again, your value does not lie in what your body looks like. And we have to be careful. We don't want to go the other way. There's a huge body positivity move these days, which I think can be good. But sometimes we could, we have to be careful and we don't allow it to just 
take us to not caring for our body at all and mm-hmm. just accepting everything. I think there's a healthy balance that each person has to find individually. Because it does look different for everybody. You know, I think we tend mm-hmm. to have a blanket statement, this is healthy, but everybody's shaped differently and built differently. And that is really part of the beauty of God's design. Absolutely. Yes. Um, we can't all be, like you said, the Barbie doll, the, the size zero, whatever it may be. Um, that's just not who everyone is. So um, I think it's really important to take your nutrition into focus of what stage of life you're in. So if you're a college student, your nutrition's probably going to look different than mine does right now. Or especially if you're an athlete, you've got to factor those things in. If you are in a preconception stage, you know you're Maybe you're uh, looking forward to hopefully becoming pregnant soon. There's a special emphasis that would be at that stage. Pregnancy itself, <laughs> you definitely got to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Postpartum, we've talked about that before. And then even breastfeeding as a whole new element. Um, and then the cycle of that many times through the years, that yes. adds up. And then even menopause has a different approach and a different way that you need to nourish your body. In all of these stages, compound upon each other and they're directly going to affect how each stage will unfold. So I I just look at back in my own life and I see um, in college, I mean, who really takes care of their body in college, (laughs) I think, but you know, (laughs) exactly. But that compounds and um, in our crazy busy world that's constantly moving. And so we're eating a lot of fast food those things compound until your body finally resists and says no, whether it's you're putting on a lot of weight or you have health issues start cropping up. Mm -hmm. And so you need to focus on what stage of life you're in to adequately nourish your body for what it needs now. Mm -hmm. So just thinking through um, supporting your body in the life stage you're in, first of all, you're going to want to support your metabolism. So there's fast and slow metabolisms. You're going to find out, want to find out where you're at there. And that's something we'll talk about this more later, but through um, my nutrition coaching that I do, we I offer an HTMA lab mm-hmm. and we go over your metabolic type because it's not just how you digest your food. I have a fast metabolism, so, but it affects so much more in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but also supporting your metabolism could look like reducing stress on your body. Um, eating more food more frequently, which at this time of year, like we talked about, everybody's really usually thinking about wanting to lose weight. Maybe you put on a couple pounds over the holidays. But what you're going to do is you're going to support your metabolism. You're going to be giving it consistent energy and the ability to function. Um, And that's honestly more important than dropping a couple pounds. And that could come as a result of that. Mm -hmm. But you need to support your body first, which I know is a hard thing to do. If you're on a weight loss journey, to think that way is very difficult to reframe your mind. And then proper hydration is something simple we hear all the time. Growing up, like if anything hurt, my mom was always just like, drink water, right? Mm -hmm. So you might hear that all the time. And we've talked about hydration a little bit. Um, Just ditching the whole mindset of the gallon of water a day. Because I totally did that for years. And just chug, chug, chug water. But the thing is, especially now that I've dug more into nutrition, when you're chugging water, yes, you're flushing, flushing bad stuff out. And sometimes we do that to keep ourselves full. So we're not hungry, right? That's, that's not a good idea. Um, But also you're flushing out good stuff. You're flushing out good minerals with whatever things you may be trying to flush out. So you've got to make sure you're drinking good quality water and you're remineralizing. Don't be afraid to 
um, get some fun things to remineralize it. There's all sorts of things. Um, avoid sugars, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also just getting back to what you're eating, the quality of the food you're eating really matters. And also the quantity of food, um, eating enough of the right kind of food. Because when you think I'm going to eat really clean and I'm going to eat really healthy, what does our mind immediately go to? Salad. Mm-hmm. And then salad I don't want to demonize it because God made the vegetables, okay? (laughs) Salad itself is not bad, but it is very low calorie, which basically means very low energy. Mm -hmm. So what I've come to for me, and it also can be hard on your digestion if you're struggling with digestion. I think of a salad, I never think of a salad as a meal. So I I might think of it as a starter, Mm -hmm. but a salad is pretty much never going to be my meal in a meal plan. Now, like when I go out to eat, sometimes I'll get a salad, making sure I'm adding the protein, that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. But if you're depending on a salad as a meal, you are probably not getting enough calories, especially if you're bouncing between smoothies and salads. Um, You're most likely not getting nearly enough calories and you're not getting a a great protein source either. Mm -hmm. Um, But Ditching processed foods is also a big part of this when we're talking about the quality of the food. And I know you might have heard this from different sources, but it really is hugely important because there are so many added chemicals and fillers and ingredients that are not helping you. They are not going to build your body up. In fact, they could be doing damage inside your body. So make sure that you are if at all possible, trying to eat things that are what God has created, not what man has assembled. So mm-hmm. obviously you can create, you know, there's an 80-20 rule here. Yes. You can eat pizza sometimes. I'm not saying you can't <laughs> ever eat anything processed, but if you're looking to increase your um, nourishment for your body to just live a healthier lifestyle, that's kind of top of the list. Mm-hmm. Cut out some of those processed things. Um, clean out your pantry, eat organic whenever possible. And we'll touch on that a little bit later. But I know that this can be kind of overwhelming when you first think about that. Like, what am I even going to eat? So I want to mention something. This time of the year, we're all thinking about a diet that we're going to jump on. Mm -hmm. And let's remind ourselves that diet is literally means what you eat. So we have to eat. But how you eat makes a huge difference. And we are always being bombarded by, you know, checkout line in the grocery store. Go on this diet and you'll lose this many pounds and all of that. But every diet has a hole. Every diet has a letdown. So just to name off a couple very common ones would be keto or just eating low carb, Mm -hmm. vegan. And it kind of comes down to two categories, basically carnivore versus Mm plant-based. And they all have holes. I do not like elimination diets per se. Sometimes they're helpful if you have a certain health issue. But whenever you cut out something that God created, you are going to be deficient in some sort of, nu- sort of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the low carb and all that in a minute. But you also have to be careful. I talked about clean eating, ditching the processed foods. It can sometimes, if you really are committed to this, you can develop some orthorexia, which just means a fear of food in general. Like I can only eat these exact foods. So that's why I mentioned the 80-20 rule, because I have definitely found myself there. 
um, when I was, you know, thought I was my healthiest or whatever it may be. I genuinely thought I can't, I can't eat this, this, this. And I had this huge list of foods in my mind Mm -hmm. that I couldn't eat. I wasn't allergic to them, but I just could never eat those. And I do have a couple non-negotiables still that Mm -hmm. just, we just just don't um, for our health sake, but you have to be careful. Even that um, I would say is really kind of a diet and you're going to miss nutrients. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are, because some people take it so far as they won't eat fish because they're afraid it contains the wrong kind of oils. And and do you see what I mean? You just have to be careful not to cut out things that God has created. So if I could give you some advice, I guess you're looking into the new year thinking, what should I do? I would say, um, stop eating the salads. (laughs) No, stop eating them as your meal. Um, and another big thing is low fat you go to the grocery store, everything is low fat, low fat, low fat. And your body needs fat. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't be skipping the fat. Obviously, be cautious with your fat. Again, especially if you are looking to lose weight, but your body has to have fat. So drinking all the skinny shakes and all the skinny this and the skinny that, a lot of times those are having sneaky ingredients that are added because they really wouldn't taste very good because they don't have fat and they don't have salt and they don't have much sugar. They have artificial sugars added. And so how are they going to make it taste good? They have to add in a lot of other fillers. So Mm -hmm. I'll just be cautious of things that are marketed as diet foods. I'm not saying they're all bad, but please read your labels still Mm -hmm. on clean foods. You know, I'm doing that in quotation marks. Okay. Um, all the gluten-free stuff. I personally choose to ma- eat majority gluten-free just because it generally cuts out a lot of processed foods. Mm-hmm. Um, but even gluten-free, because it's gotten a lot bigger, and all those sort of snack foods, if you're not careful in reading the labels, they still have a lot of stuff sneaked in. So still be cautious, still read your labels, and watch for, again, the processed food, even when it's considered health food. Mm-hmm. Um so just read, read ingredients. If you haven't done that before, I hopefully will be able to help you if you want to reach out. Hopefully yeah. I can create a, a resource eventually that yes. I would love to do that. I've had people mention that and I'm like, I know I need to do that. I'm sure well, there's, let me give I'm a plug sure quick. some. <laughs> let me give a plug for your recipe book, which I know we're going to kind of talk in the end since the yeah. last time you joined me, you've really added some really neat resources. Um, But your recipe book is the digital download and I got that. And I have loved that because I know sometimes, and I thought I cooked, you know, healthy, like you said, in quotes, but sometimes I am like, oh, wow. Maybe what I thought was labeled healthy wasn't exactly healthy. And it can be this almost like stop me in my tracks. Like, oh my goodness, this is overwhelming. I've got to get dinner on the table in 30 minutes. What am I going to do? Um, so I love having resources that like your cookbook, it was just already put together. I made your cheeseburger soup and it was such a hit, but like that was just packed with whole foods. Like you said, like God made and everyone loved it and everybody enjoyed it. And I sat there with the biggest smile on my face because I'm like, this is great. We're eating vegetables. And you know, it's just, so I love that resource that you put together because it really helped alleviate some of that, you know, anxiety maybe over, I know what I need to eat, but I don't know how to get there. Yes. And honestly, that's the reason I made it. Uh, Not that I think I'm some great cook. It honestly came out of my own struggle with learning how to eat healthy and make nutrient dense foods. So the whole purpose of that cookbook was um, learning more about blood sugar. Mm -hmm. I realized how deficient, especially as Americans, Mm -hmm. but honestly, kind of universally, or at least in our Western world, 
our diet is in protein. And that's essential, especially, I would say, especially if you're listening to this on a weight loss journey, before you cut fat or you cut carbs, increase protein. So that was kind of part of the birth of this recipe book. Mm -hmm. I was shocked as I looked at my, like you said, healthy recipes that were not unhealthy, but they had virtually no protein. I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to do something about this. And so that was really a big reason I created that for myself and then wanted to share it with others. And then also ways to make what we might consider regular recipes mm-hmm. more nutrient dense, swapping some ingredients for something that is still tastes great, but it's much more nutrient dense. Yeah. So um, it's not like mind blowing. I don't think it's pretty simple recipes, which I wanted it to be. But especially if you've never been someone who could really say, oh, yeah, I love cooking. I can just get in the kitchen and whip up a meal. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a little timid about approaching the kitchen, especially when you're like, I don't, I can't use a box meal. Mm-hmm. I, f- I just felt like it was a good start. They're pretty yes. simple recipes, but they're um, the nutrient dense. And there's some fun stuff in there, like yes. the marshmallows and the gummies yes. and all of that. So, um, yeah, I, I, of course, think that's a great place to start just because it's something that has helped me, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of resources out there. Um, I wanted to touch on just a couple things. A lot of times, like we said a minute ago, when we think of eating healthy, we think cut the fat, cut the salt, and cut the carbs, mm-hmm. right? And I want to reframe our thoughts about what we're going to be cutting. So I'm going to give you two or three suggestions here of things to incorporate instead of cutting your fat and your carbs and all of those things. So first off, this is something that a lot of people are like, does this even matter? And so I want to touch on it in the beginning. Eating organic where you can really does matter. Or when you're talking about meat, pasture raised, mm-hmm. grass fed, and even grass finished if possible. Um, even more than just like fillers and what's added to it, um, organic, they have to be certified organic if it has the sticker. Hopefully you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. a little USDA yes. certified organic. Um, that is going to help you avoid glyphosate. So glyphosate is essentially Roundup what you might spray on the weeds in your yard, but it is what is used as the main pesticide on our crops, wheat and all of those things. And um, maybe you follow some people on Instagram or whatever it may be. The food babe is one on Instagram. Um, And they, they test like Cheez-Its and all these things. And they find huge levels of Roundup in our food. Like it it doesn't, it doesn't disappear. It, It gets cooked into our food. And the other thing that bothers me is that this, these are a lot of them are foods that we're feeding our yeah. children and their bodies, our bodies can't handle it, but mm-hmm. their bodies especially have a hard time handling it. So beyond the toxic chemicals that are being put in our food, the other thing that I've learned recently that just fascinates me on the mineral side of things mm-hmm. is that glyphosate chelates or removes all the minerals from the soil that it's in. So not only is it degrading the soil quality, Mm -hmm. but that means the plants that are growing in it no longer have the mineral content that we need. Our body needs minerals, especially um, chelates copper. And I was reading something interesting that said this may actually be more responsible than gluten for the huge increase in celiac disease, gluten sensitivity, and other gastrointestinal disorders. So when I say eat organic, it's not like a marketing money ploy. Mm -hmm. I, I really find that, yes, you're going to avoid toxic chemicals, but you're also going to avoid um, the glyphosate has links to cancer. Mm -hmm. So carcinogens, but 
Also, if you're eating organic, you're hopefully going to be getting a little more mineral content in your food. So starting there, I know that might be a lot of information. No, that is interesting. And that's why why you first came to mind when somebody mentioned this episode, because I knew that you would have the stuff to share. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like I could keep going on that, but I told myself not to go crazy here. So (laughs) second one here. Um, Hoofas. And you're like, what in the loofah? It's talking about a shower? No, I'm talking about polyunsaturated fatty acids. That's why I'm shortening it to poofa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the fats and oils that are just predominant in our foods. They're seed oils, nut oils, vegetable oils. Um, and so I would say, please, if you can think I'm okay, I'm going to change my nutrition. I'm going to cut something out. Try to cut poofas. Because they mimic estrogen in your body. If you're a female, that is not a good thing. We don't want excess estrogen in our body. That's going to affect your hormones. It's going to affect a lot of things. It's gut irritating. It blocks digestive enzymes and inhibits the breakdown of proteins that are needed to make the thyroid hormone. It depletes us of antioxidant vitamin E, and it's also very inflammatory in our bodies. So each of those on their own are not a good thing. When you combine all those together, it's really not a good thing. Recipe for disaster. Yes. So um, let's break it down. What does that mean? Vegetable oils, canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, rapeseed oil. And then there's some um, that are a little more contested. I would say those are a little easier to remember. If you can avoid those, avoid those. So say you are using vegetable oil in your cooking. Swap that for butter. And we're going to talk about butter in a minute. But swap that for a oil that is not a seed, a nut, or a vegetable oil. Also, just be cautious of nut milks and nut products like nut butters also can contain high levels of the polyunsaturated fatty acids. So when I first learned this, I like cut peanut butter completely. And then I was like, okay, this is impossible. (laughs) So uh, we're eating our organic peanut butter and we eat it in moderation because um, that's one thing like in the health and fitness world, they're all about the nut butters, but it can be really, number one, it can just be really hard on your digestion. But if you're eating that on a very consistent basis, you're ingesting poofas. And then in processed foods, it's just a given. It's Mm going to be cooked in canola oil, vegetable oil, sunflower oil, or safflower oil. Even, and this is why I said read labels, on your healthier marketed foods, a lot of times they still have those. So you want to look for coconut oil, avocado oil, butter, lard, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So along this line, don't be afraid of saturated fat. And I know that just might like blow your mind. You're like, no, saturated fats are evil, right? Um, And we hear that a lot because of cholesterol. Mm -hmm. It's bad for your cholesterol. But I just want to, I just want to share just a little bit of information with you. Um, And this is something I I didn't come up with this. I'm researching this on my own. Um, Morley Robbins is a medical researcher that is just phenomenal. So I'm pulling this from some research papers that he has put out. Cholesterol is the most important component and structural unit of our cell membranes. It's a vital constituent for a normal functioning nervous system, i.e. stress, how you handle stress. It plays an important role in developmental stage and mature adulthood. It's also needed for our body to manufacture various hormones and to produce fat-soluble vitamins, steroid hormones, and the bile salts that our body requires to absorb fat. It also acts as a natural anti-inflammatory agent. 
So cholesterol is needed in our body. I'm not saying go hog wild on the mm-hmm. saturated fats, but they are actually full of nutrients. Butter is good grass-fed butter. Let me say that carefully. Good no quality saturated fats. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I need to, I, maybe I need to, to back up here just a little bit. Good grass-fed butter, um, which vegetable oils and shortenings and butter spreads, again, that's going to fall in the PUFA mm-hmm. category because it's, you know, hydrogenated and all that. Yes. Um, but a good quality saturated fat is going to give you a good form of cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And cholesterol, obviously... I'm not going to touch all that. If you have health issues, you need to talk to your provider. But as far as just generally incorporating good food into Mm -hmm. your diet, don't be afraid of saturated fats, okay? All right, last thing I'm going to touch on here as far as cutting and then what could you do instead is refined sugars. And I know this is huge. I know this is so hard because almost everything on the grocery store shelf has sugar added to it. And I am not, I used to be against all sugar. Like I cut all sugar out of my diet and lettuce really removes a lot of the joy of life. Well, <laughs> I'll just say that, you know, um, it's, it's no fun to eat everything without sugar. Yes. And then as I started learning more, I realized, oh, wow, we, our body does actually need sugar. Glucose sugar glucose mm-hmm. is the preferred fuel source for every cell tissue and organ in your body. In other words, it's easy energy. So our body does need good carbs, good sugar sources, but again, not refined. So refined sugars have no nutrient value. You know, molasses and honey and maple syrup, Mm -hmm. those actually have great nutrient value. They're antibacterial and um, they have minerals in them. They have a nutrient value. You still don't want to go crazy, but they're actually good for you in Mm -hmm. a sense. So refined sugars have no nutrient value. They're actually addictive and they deplete minerals. I was like, what? You know, I'm always about the minerals, but because um, they just deplete minerals in your body. So yet again, another reason to avoid refined sugars. Obviously there's many other reasons, your blood sugar, diabetes, Mm -hmm. all of that, but replacing that sugar with good sweeteners. Mm -hmm. Our body does still need good sugars, whether that be through fruit or unrefined sugar sources. Um, And I want to touch on stress and hormones here for a second. Because when your body responds to stress, it it needs the nutrients and the nourishment to be able to handle that stress well. Mm -hmm. So if you have an increased stress, it means you have increased energy demands and a rise in your stress hormones. So if you want to have happy hormones, you are going to need to eat a protein and a sugar glucose every three to four hours. So let's break that down. What does that mean? Simple terms. You want to eat protein-rich meals, but every three to four hours, you're going to want to be eating a cheese stick and an apple, okay? Because the glucose is going to give your body energy to continue going. The protein is going to keep it from your blood sugar from spiking and mm-hmm. keep you stable. If you don't want happy hormones, then continue to deprive your body of sugar and only eat protein and fat, which I feel like is a lot of times what the health myths are thrown at us. Mm-hmm. We do need protein. I already said that earlier. I'm not downplaying that. But you do need sugar because what our body has to do, our body will make up for that. If we are not getting glucose into our body, our body goes through a process and it's a stressful process on our body called 
gluconeogenesis. Okay, big word, I know. But basically, it's a survival mechanism where your body breaks down um, fats and proteins and it turns it into sugar. So whether you're eating sugar or not, your body, God is incredible. He designed our body and said, you, I know your body needs sugar, so I'm going to design your body to be able to take fat and protein and turn it into sugar so you can continue functioning. Mm. You need good glucose and good sugar in your body. So if like me, you went through a period or you're in a period where you're not eating any sugar, you're not eating any, and I mean sweets as in, I'm not talking about, you know, the little Debbie's, okay? Yes. I'm talking about, I wasn't, I wasn't using sugar at all. Mm -hmm. um, you do need good sources of sugar here. But again, avoid, avoid the refined sugars. So those three things, if I could encourage you, if you're looking like you, you want to incorporate something mm -hmm. where you can eat organic, grass fed, grass finished, um, eliminate PUFAs as much as possible. Don't stress yourself out about it, but mm -hmm. as much as possible and then refine sugars. Um, and I do want to say if you, if you're trying to lose weight and you have been told, you know, just restrict calories, restrict calories, be careful because you're going to be stressing your body and that when you're losing weight, you are stressing your body. But if your body is under so much stress, it's not going to feel comfortable. It's going to go into that survival mode yeah. and, um, replacing all your meals with a drink or a bar is number one, not nutrient dense. Usually mm -hmm. it may be protein, but it's not nutrient dense and it's not going to give your body the minerals that it needs mm -hmm. and the vitamins that it needs. Um, but you're causing metabolic stress on your body. Um, so you just want to be cautious. I understand if you're on that journey, you are looking to cause some metabolic stress, but just be careful that it's not constant and continual. You have to still nourish your body. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did want to say, you've heard me talk about minerals a little bit here, but if you are really wanting to approach your health, whether it be, you found out recently, you have some health issues, or you're just like, I, I just feel like I need to step it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I would take the time to find out about your metabolism, exactly where you're at. You can know, um, find out about your blood sugar and your mineral status. And those are things that I can find out for you through the HTMA, um, I, I just, I love incorporating this into my practice yeah. because it tells me so much more than just, Hey, you're running out of magnesium and potassium. Like it, it tells me about your nervous system function. It tells me what stage of stress you're in and we're all under stress, but it tells me what stage of stress you're in, um, whether it's acute stress or chronic stress or whether you're in burnout, mm -hmm. um, what your metabolic rate is, how your body is producing energy or not producing energy, your thyroid and adrenal activity, your digestive health, how you're handling your blood sugar and liver and detox functions. And um, if that sounds interesting to you, I would love to help you out. And if you're just looking to eat healthier, that's something I can also help you with. If you're like, I'm not into the science stuff, that stuff can still help me help you on an individual level. Yeah. I'm going to give you some basic helper points here mm -hmm. in a minute. But um, if you're really looking to dig in on a little deeper level, I would highly recommend HTMA, not just because I offer it, but because it helps me so much. And it really is just amazing. It's yeah. really, really, really interesting. Well, I'll give a plug here because I just did it with you. And yeah. I've just had different things. I mean, nothing that felt like, you know, crazy, I'm sick, what's wrong? But just like you said, that buildup of mm. different symptoms and, and different things where I got to a point where I was like, something is not right. What is mm -hmm. going on with me? And, you know, I am in the postpartum season. 
goodness, my baby's seven, eight months now. Um, and mm. you know, there, I had never struggled with postpartum depression before. So part of me is like, is, is this some of it? Um, so then anyway, I found out that you do this HDMA. So I was like, let's just give this a whirl and see what we learned from that. And that was so helpful for me because it, it made sense of everything that I was struggling with and come to find out there was a mineral imbalance there and there were yeah. things that that needed work but I was so thankful to be able to do that and even since been implementing things that wasn't just like a medication like slapstick like oh we're just gonna do yeah. this and hope it all goes away and that we cover it but really realizing okay this is exactly what's going on in my body and this is how through food, through, you know, supplements or things like that, that we can help you. And I've, I've already noticed such a difference and that has been so helpful to me. So, and it was really interesting. I'm not, you know, to the level of science and nutrition that you are, of course, but it was still fascinating to learn, like, like you said, God is amazing in how he made us and you know how this mineral interacts with that mineral and when you're low in this that's why you have this symptom and right. it just it really was very interesting to like it was like a light bulb click that was like oh it makes sense why i've been struggling with xyz because of this um yeah. so i know for me personally it was such a helpful thing oh i love that i'm so glad to hear that and honestly that's why i went into it because it helped me so much like you said I was in, and yes, it was a postpartum stage, but I was like, I have never felt this bad in my life. What is going on? And I just didn't even know where to start. That's what I love about it is that it's so broad. Like when you're like you're trying to pinpoint a problem, a blood test kind of usually tests for like one thing. Mm -hmm. may just gives a broad look, but also just a very unique individual look into yeah. what's going on in multiple ways in your body. So I love that. And whether you have a health issue or you're on medicine or not, it's can still be helpful because yeah. you're supporting your body. That's not the basis of it, supporting your body on a cellular level. Mm -hmm. um, so let me give you guys just one more thing as far as minerals go, because stress plays into our nutrition a lot. If you're an emotional eater, I, my hands up, I'm an emotional <laughs> eater. Okay. Um, I, it's comfort in a way, but it's also your body is a natural body response to, mm -hmm. to stress. So as far as minerals goes, magnesium is are mineral that's top for helping us deal with stress. Mm -hmm. So stress causes magnesium loss. And magnesium loss causes electrolyte loss. And then electrolyte loss causes energy loss. And then energy loss causes cell death. Cell death triggers the natural bodily response of inflammation. And then inflammation is followed by the natural bodily, bodily response to calcification and fibrosis. So you can see here where stress is all around us. Mm -hmm. And there's really four categories of stress. There is physical stress. Obviously, we know what that is. Emotional stress. Those are ones we tend to be aware of, mm -hmm. but ones we're not aware of as our environmental and metabolic stress. And when we're not eating enough or when we're not eating foods that actually give our bodies what they need, we're putting our bodies under constant metabolic stress. And that's going to deplete us from magnesium. And then it's going to deplete us from a whole array of minerals. And then that's going to start showing up in much bigger ways. Mm -hmm. So I won't keep going on and on about minerals, but I just wanted to say that it really makes a difference when you can support your body on a mineral level, not just I'm going to eat good food, yeah. but eat food that is going to support your body. Mm -hmm. So and a couple takeaways here, because I don't want to just leave you with a bunch of <laughs> information whirling around in your head. Number one, you can always start with supporting your blood sugar. 
Um, and we kind of talked about this a minute ago, but eating a balanced snack or meal every three to four hours. I know in the health world, a lot of times it's like eat two meals a day or, you know, one big meal, or if you're into fasting, whatever that mm-hmm. may be. I, I just generally, the more information I find about it, out about it, I just really don't recommend fasting, especially if you're dealing with a health issue, especially a thyroid issue, your body, especially as women needs to be nourished, especially mm-hmm. if you're in the, the life stage of being able to get pregnant or have children or postpartum, whatever it may yes. be. So look for that protein anchor in all of your meals and even in your snacks, and then add a carb, add that sugar that your body needs. And then if you can add a fat. So if you're in pregnancy, postpartum breastfeeding, I would say add the fat, mm-hmm. your body needs it. You need the calories. If you are looking to lose weight, but you want to, you want to incorporate eating more, but not packing the weight on, you could mix, mix and match the fat. You could mm-hmm. just do a protein and a carb and then sometimes add the fat, but always a protein and a carb together. And then eat within 30 minutes of waking, if at all possible. Again, that's going to reduce metabolic stress, that fasting through the night. And then this is a hard one, I know, but no caffeine on an empty stomach. And all the college students just said, <laughs> what? Uh, all the mamas just said, what? <laughs> But um, that is just going to, again, increase that metabolic stress. It raises your cortisol, your stress hormones, and it just does a lot of other crazy things to you. Um, So some things that can help with that. I know if you're a mama, it can be like, what? How in the world do I get my kids and and myself a nourishing breakfast within 30 minutes? You know, (laughs) especially if you're trying to get people out the door. That's where eating a gummy, that's something I have in my recipe book, or a yoki drink, not even coffee. I love right now um, in the holiday seasons, I love doing like it's an eggnog drink. It's just mm-hmm. a yoki drink. Um, those are That's something that's going to nourish your body and hold you through until maybe it's an hour or two into your day when you can really eat that nutrient-dense, full-calorie meal. Mm-hmm. So try to, if you can't eat a meal, try to eat a good nourishing snack within those first 30 minutes. And then... Get enough protein. I know I was harping on that earlier, but really try to get enough protein. And that looks different for every person, but honestly, 80 to 100 grams is kind of a minimum for everyone. If you're breastfeeding, I'd say you need at least 100 grams. And I'm in that season, and it is hard for me to get 100 grams. I have to, I have to consciously think about it. Um, but if that's hard for you, Say you decide to track your your calories on my fitness pal or something and you realize, oh my goodness, I'm only getting 40 grams of protein. Um, don't jump for 100 right away. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm going to bump to 60. For the next week, I'm going to get up to 60. And then I'm going to get up to 80. Because if it's overwhelming to you, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And again, you're adding more stress to you, which is not good. <laughs> so um, increase that protein gradually. Eat fiber-rich foods that are easing on your digestive system. In other words, your cruciferous vegetables. You're going to want to cook those. Cook mm-hmm. those in a good quality fat. Stop dumping raw spinach in all of your smoothies. That is not helping your digestive system. Spinach is good for you, but it contains oxalates that can be really, really tough on your digestive mm-hmm. system. Um, and as far as digestion goes, chew your food. So smoothies, you're not chewing, you're sipping. So if you're eating a, a large majority of your meals to sipping, your digestive system is not being turned on. And something really neat about cooking at home your digestive system already starts prepping. When you start cooking, as soon as your nose is actually the first part of your digestive system. So this is amazing. I, when you sent me your notes for this episode, I, I read through this, and I think this was the one fact that I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> 
And, and, and again, I just, I go back to God is incredible. Yes. When you smell, when you know, we smell that fragrant onion or garlic cooking mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that smells good. Yeah, it smells good. But it's literally the turn on switch for your stomach to start creating those digestive enzymes, mm-hmm. to start breaking down that food. So cooking at home is not just good because you're eating better food, but it is going to allow you to digest your food better. And then slow down sit down and eat. I know this was really hard for me to implement as a mom with three little kids. Like I'm always eating and running back and forth to the table. And I know when I tell people this, they're like, what? Like, don't get up from the table when, you know, but uh, it takes a while to implement when my kids know I make sure they have everything they need. And then I sit down and we pray and I take a couple deep breaths and then I eat and they know I'm not getting up from the table, barring an accident, whatever. (laughs) Until my food is eaten in a good manner. Yes. And I cannot tell you, something as simple as that has helped my digestion. And it helps you absorb your food better. You could be eating all the good food in the world. And if you're not digesting your food well, you're not getting the nutrients mm. as well as you could be from it. Yeah. Um, so cooking from scratch is good on multiple levels, but it's going to help your digestion. So chew your food, sit down, slow down, eat your food. And then just on a really um, simple level, just don't keep bad food in the house. And we hear that all the time. I don't mean bad food. I I don't like calling things bad. Mm -hmm. It's just not as good as it could be. (laughs) It's not nourishing. Um, Just don't, don't buy it, but don't stop there. Replace it with good Mm -hmm. food. A lot of times we think, okay, I'm not going to buy all the junk stuff. And then we don't buy anything good to replace it with. And then we're hangry and we run out and get fast food or we're like, scrounging the house for anything, right? Replace that with good food. And a lot of people are like, well, I can't afford all the organic snacks. And that's really where eating clean and eating healthy gets expensive. Mm -hmm. When you replace all the snacks, if you can learn to prep and it takes a little bit of time, but it's really not that much. If you can, you know, implement it into your schedule, prepping good, healthy snacks, you know, making some oatmeal bars and making the gummies and whatever it may be. So that when you're hungry, you're not reaching for the chip bag, you're reaching for something that's going to support you and your blood sugar. And then give yourself grace. This is a learning process. We're all on a journey. So you learned something today. I hope you learned something today. You don't have to put it all into practice right at once. Pick one or two things and give yourself grace and and just try to incorporate it. Um, You know, I'm just coming more and more to the realization that our body, our health is such a gift from God. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we should steward well, not for what our body looks like, but just to please God and to be able to do what he wants us to do daily. When we feel awful and all of that, we aren't able to function well. Mm -hmm. And so taking care of our body is a way that we can honor God. Um, And comparison, comparing ourselves with others, self-loathing or punishing our body is not part of that. Mm -hmm. God has given us grace. So have grace with yourself, um, but then truly seek to do the best you can to nourish your body. And I know that God desires this and he wants us to live abundantly and fully. And we can do that better when Mm -hmm. we take care of our bodies. Well, this has been so great and so helpful. And I don't think you could have ended it any better than what you did. Because really, that's been the whole focus of this whole month is really just stewardship. And stewardship, yes. you know, for a long time, I thought, oh, stewardship is, is a finance word. You know, it's only mm. on, you know, how I steward my money. 
But yeah. the more I go, the more I learn. We, I mean, like you said, we got to steward our bodies. We have to steward our, our emotions and our homes mm. and our health and all these different things. Um, so I was so glad that you were able to come and join me and address this because like I said, I, culture has a lot of other messages that bombard yes. us. I mean, especially yeah. as women from all different angles, mm. um, you know, all opposite ends of the spectrum. So I love that you just shared from the stance of God created our bodies. Amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, and just these are ways that we can support our bodies. And these are foods that he created that are intended to do that. Um, So this was just so helpful. Um, I've already implemented some of this because, you know. I'm a friend, so I get some of the inside scoop, (laughs) but I'm looking forward to implementing the sitting down at the dinner table and not eating my food while I'm running around the kitchen because that is something that I do not do right now. So we'll work on that. Um, But do you want to share just a little bit more about your website and kind of some of what you offer? And I think you said you might have an... Uh, code for the HTA yes, if someone's interested? absolutely. So um, this was a new journey for me this year. Yeah. It's been eye-opening. But um, yes, I have a website, cleanlivingmama.com. And I'll be sure to link that in the show yeah. notes too. And um, I have you know future plans for it. But where I'm at right now is mainly just through nutrition. Yeah. I would love to be able to offer more information on low tox. We've talked about that before. But I desire to partner with people, not just with a here, not, not in a diet mindset, mm-hmm. which is basically what we've talked about, but really individually and specific to exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I do that from a mineral standpoint and a nutrition standpoint and a food-based start. And then where needed, some supplementation. Um, so I have a nutrition program that includes the HTMA lab and it includes consults and we talk and we go over the results and I give you your own nutrition protocol based exactly where you're at and help you figure out moving forward. And if you're into macros, we go over macros and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's, uh, it's a passion of mine. I've seen how it has definitely helped me. And so I hope to help other people with that. Yes. But yeah, check out my website, cleanlivingmama.com if you have any questions. And I do have a coupon code. It's NHC. 10 for 10% off of the HTMA package. Okay, awesome. Well, like I said, I will put all of that in the show notes. I'll put the code there in case anybody is interested because it was just, it was such a help to me. And I loved how specific it was. You know, it yeah. wasn't like you said, you can give these blanket statements, but there are some times in life where you need a little bit more than eat more Mm. protein and drink more water, you know, and that's what I was able to get. And it's been so helpful to me. So hopefully if somebody else out there is struggling, like, am I losing my mind? What is going on with my body? You can find some help and realize that there's, there's a reason and there's an an answer that you can get that will be so helpful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be with you. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.